Welcome to Doom vs. Doom, the podcast where I have a look at the differences between the 1993 release of Doom and the more recent releases of 2016 Doom and Doom Eternal coming up this November. This week I'm going to talk about the weapon balances, a bit about the story of Doom versus, well, Doom and Windows 95, and a little bit of, uh, a little bit of sin around the amount of people that seem to like to use particular ports for certain things. So I'll get right into it. Many weapons kind of exist throughout the Doom franchise. So you've got your shotguns, you've got your pistol, you know, pretty standard thing. Super shotgun, shoots two rounds at once, also quite nice. Then getting up to the more beefier things such as the plasma rifle and the BFG 9000, also known as the big fucking gun because it's huge and it will destroy pretty much anything. One of the things in particular about the release of Doom in 1993, at least for me, was noticing the differences, obviously, in, um, well, pretty much the most versatile weapon within at least Doom and Doom 2, to me personally, would have been the shotgun slash super shotgun, depending on how I felt. It was a high-impact weapon that was easy enough to, I guess, pick up new ammo throughout the game without too much issue, and could also dispatch multiple enemies at once. However, in the more recent release in 2016, they kind of, I guess, they kind of broke that a bit. So suddenly you're given a combat shotgun, and a, if you, and later on in the game you were given a, one of the main issues I found was that the combat shotgun would take several very well-aimed hits to kill even some of the more basic enemies, which to me kind of, irritated me because in the original well it really irritated me because in the 1993 doom yeah as i said it's something that would have been almost instantaneous so you would run up to something bang it was dead unless it was a certain enemy so suddenly things like yeah your your generic grunt sort of thing yeah they would fall pretty easy but suddenly you were also then being um exposed to imps and imps were supposed to be pretty much fairly easy as well you got them at the right I guess the right timing and the right distance, you'd be able to kill them instantly, similar to um, a pinky with a super shotgun. You should have been more or less able to kill them with one to two shots, not several. There were different um, there were different reasons for this, obviously. So in the newer Doom, they are kind of trying to get you to move around a lot more, explore, look at all the secret areas. They kind of tease a few quite easily. And I guess it's the idea that they want you to be playing the game for as long as possible just for me that didn't work so much because I found that I was actually spending more time trying to find a tiny bit of ammo or trying to figure out how I'm going to kill these this horde of enemies with a shotgun that does no damage so it did make it a lot different so there was definitely those sort of issues with the weapon balance, at least when it came to 1993 versus 2016 Doom, because I haven't actually been able to play any of Doom Eternal, because one, it doesn't come out until November, and I've not actually been able to make it out to any of the Quake Cons. I've not been able to actually experience it for myself, so I don't know how the weapon balance has changed, if at all. One of the sort of traps you can fall into, at least with the Doom franchises, I can't really play Doom 2016 
immediately after playing tons of Doom 1993, just because I'm used to being able to run up to a thing, shoot it, and then run away. Whereas in the newer Doom, it's run up to the thing, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, wait for it to start flash, hit F, rip it to pieces. So that is a good, cool new, me that was a good mechanic. I did like that, rip it to pieces, health would explode everywhere, you chainsawed it, ammo would spill everywhere as well. So there were those issues where the balance, weapon balance was different, but ammo tended to be relatively easy to come by if you knew how to kind of work the mechanic and use power-ups and upgrades, things that once again weren't fully there in the original series. Yeah, so there were a lot of setbacks. Um, well, there were a lot of differences between the two games when it came to weapon balance, but it's not too much of an issue. And Windows, at least Microsoft, the, I mean, uh, the game itself works a bit differently just because it has been released on so many platforms. Um, and it's had to evolve with how people play games as well as how people are well, presented with their consoles. So so one of the first actual ports, well, one of the first more official ones from Doom was the port from Doom um, on the DOS box to Windows 95. So, so as I mentioned in the last episode, there were a lot of sales of Doom. It, basically, if it was a physical copy, would have flown off the shelves. However, in 1995, it was actually a bit of an issue for Windows or Microsoft as they had actually realized that more people had Doom on their computers than Windows 95. So they were like, okay, this is a thing. We might want to kind of get on the Doom train. And they did. So they commissioned essentially id Studios to be able to... Um, create a port so that people could use Windows 95 and have an official copy of Doom on their computer working exactly the same, maybe with a couple of extra things such as mouse and keep more mouse support, which was done to hopefully boost sales of Windows 95, and it did. So as everyone knows, the head of Microsoft was Bill Gates, and he he was definitely wanting to get on that hype train. So one of the videos that um, promoted Windows 95 being able to take Doom properly as an official uh, port um, actually had Bill Gates superimposed into the game. It's something I'm going to share a little bit later on. But yeah, so it had Bill Gates. But one other person that a few of you may be aware of uh, was working for Microsoft at the time. That was Gabe Newell, who soon broke off to create Steam as a response to the fact that he didn't really enjoy how Microsoft was running its game studios and how it was working it, how they were working with other people as well. In fact, at one stage, Microsoft tried, or at least considered, to buy id software from, well, for themselves. So, yeah, and um, anyway, yeah, so in 1995, there were more computers with Doom than Windows 95, but there were also a lot of ports, like, many 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 ports and not all of them are official but quite a lot of them are so this week's icon of sin has to be the multiple ports you get for the doom uh franchise now it's not necessarily a bad thing and what has happened is because of that you know people are more likely to be able to pick up doom so there are multiple ports of Doom, as I mentioned, whether they are official or unofficial is 
you know, something that you can probably look up yourself. But there are, are a lot of official ones, um, at least for the original game of Doom, which was follow, which was um, which was released on uh, Sega 32X, Super NES, Atari Jaguar, PS1 to 4, Sega Saturn. Game Boy Advance, Xbox until Xbox One. So there's a lot of versions of the official port of Doom on a lot of different consoles and a lot of different operating systems. However, there have been some that some operating systems and consoles that kind of have missed out on it. So I have a 3DS at home. I only really recently got this 3DS, but I thought, I always keep hearing, can it run Doom? Yes, it can. Anything can run Doom. It's, it's sort of a joke. It's an in-joke, but it's also something that has been proven. Like, people have played it on multiple things. I think I saw recently a smart fridge playing Doom. So, yeah. Um, but one of the things I kind of have issue with was that, yeah, no, there are certain consoles that I would thought, oh, surely they've made a Doom version, version of Doom for this. Nope. No, nothing official. Nothing unofficial. Well, sometimes... I lie. So I find it really difficult to find ports of Doom for particular consoles. So as I was saying, the 3DS. And one thing in particular is there are unofficial ports. So there are three major unofficial Doom ports for the 3DS, for example. They all kind of work differently to each other, and none of them run the game how, I guess, I would expect the game to be run. So one misses the music or sound in general. One has a horrible touchscreen keyboard that you have to use at the bottom. It all kind of differs and it does kind of change how people would play the game and it doesn't feel as natural, especially as well when um, there's also that sort of risk that um, these are incomplete or even possibly malicious to um, your computer or any software you may be using. So... Yeah, but one of the things that Doom ports helped with is making sure that, well, at least with the launches that were made, some of the launches that were made for PC, they allowed people to change the configurations, and a lot of people use that to introduce jumping into the game. Now, jumping wasn't really an available thing in the original Doom franchise. It hadn't really been implemented at all, and it, the puzzles around it, would have a you know maybe a waist high wall so you won't be able to you wouldn't be able to walk over it you wouldn't be able to strafe into it sort of thing but you would be able to jump over it if you were able to jump now some people added jumping to the game which means these sort of puzzles that would mean you'd have to look to another area and find a hidden switch or kill a particular type or number of enemies you know those sort of mechanics kind of got thrown away meaning that it kind of broke the game a bit and it sort of it becomes a bit of a form of cheating even if that's not the intent so there were a lot of puzzles that you would need that you know you'd as i said you'll be about waist high now sometimes i kind of wish for jumping not because of those waist high walls but because of the ones where you have to strafe run over things like a pit of lava and the last thing you want to do is miss because you'll be dead well you might be able to get out of there but most of the time I tend to miss, I get a bit annoyed, kind of rage quit the game. But it's sort of how I do. It's how I do. That being said, there were ways to quote, kind of, well, there were kind of ways to jump. And there were certain exploits for that. So one of the most common that I've been able to use a couple of times, but only when I necessarily need to, would be the rocket jump. That's sort of firing the rocket 
at a particular point, you can't go up and down, so you have to kind of find where the wall is. If you want to go back, you know, quite a distance, for example, um, you'd have to find a wall, fire the rocket into the wall, and if you were close enough and had enough health, you would bounce back into this other area, take a bit of damage maybe, and you would be able to, you've essentially jumped into that area. It's actually one of the ways to get into a secret level in the Doom franchise as well. It's the only way that is official is to stand your, with your yourself facing the wall, fire the rocket, and you get launched back into this tiny little room. But it's not always easy. I can understand why people might want to use jumping, but it just sort of takes away from a lot of the experience of the game, I believe. That's sort of like a bit of a rundown on some of the tricks and the traps that people who play Doom may be able to get into or may experience. So next week we're going to have a little bit more of an exploration about what I like to call the necropolis or things that kind of all but ended the Doom franchise for a lot of people, a lot of fans, maybe... um, public opinion changed on it quite a bit. I'm going to have a look at Doom 3, the movie, and a little bit about what's known as the Harris levels. Uh, I'll see you all next week. Well, I won't. I'll hear you all. You'll hear me all next week. And yeah, rock on.